Welcome to the You Can Lead podcast. I'm Nora Fizan and today I'm with the wonderful Angie Ang, an ecosystem builder and passionate advocate for youth in Brunei. Join us to find out what it takes to make it in Brunei's startup and creative scene and what it's like to meet Michelle and Barack Obama. Welcome, Angie. Thank you. Thank you. Come, welcome to my house. I love it. I know. It's so open. Feel free to crash here anytime you like. Mama G. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I do not know where it came from. Uh. All I know is that I'm always like mothering people. And uh, what happened was, I think one of my friends one day is just like, "Oh, okay, mom. Geez, mom. You know, you know that kind wow. of thing." And then somehow it got picked up from there. Yeah. And people start calling me mama. Just naturally, yeah, naturally, organically, it just grow. People mm. start calling me mommy, so we mama, and and I respond. <laughs> I do not. It's funny. Okay, it's like even my mom, she laughs about it. We were walking down the street. It's right? like, yeah, that's normal. It's normal. Look, <laughs> legit. This is what happened one day. We were down in like uh, one of the supermarkets where right? yeah. we were walking, and legit, one of one of the kids between like 19, 20, mm. so they were across the aisle. I didn't notice. I didn't see. I scream across the aisle, "Mommy!" Right? And and will you believe it? You know how oh, in supermarket, God. I just turned and went, yeah. <laughs> Just kick. I didn't even think. I just just like, the natural. Yeah, I just turned around response. like yeah, and it really was them. I'm like, I don't know. I know my kids' voice. I guess <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Like G is my nickname, so mm. uh, my family calls me G. My mom calls me G. Literally, mm. like just the letter G. When she texts me, and so she goes G. What's up? <laughs> wow, like, hey. that's cool. Yeah, so because um, I'm the baby of the family. <sighs> what Isn't a contradiction! That so funny, yeah. Yes, it is. Because you are the baby of the family. I am. But yet you are so nurturing and yes. very motherly. In yeah, that sense, it's right? crazy. So it went. My nickname went from being in a family, being Baby G, to being now Mama G, and I'm like, <laughs> you graduated. I've graduated exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. I've grown up. Wow. So what does mentoring mean to you? Oh, okay. Ah, this is a tricky one because um, mm. I I know people who try to define the difference between mentoring and coaching, and mm. yes, I agree there is a difference, but to me, mentoring is more of uh, how I see it is like. How you mentioned it the last time about you know having a big brother, a big sister figure, someone mm. that you know would would guide you and walk with you and you know help you pick you up when you're down and at the same time you know check on your ego and make sure you're grounded as well. But I think mentoring is something that actually happens naturally, day to day, organically. Yeah, yes, like a relationship, people. right? Yeah, and yeah. you actually start mentoring one another and help mm. one another grow. And to me, that's what mentoring is: is when you have wow. a, this. Oh, this is so, so cliche. Authentic <laughs> engagement with one another. <laughs> but yes, you know when or you are building a relationship. relationship. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I, I and I, I think that that is the foundation of where mentoring comes from. You actually be vulnerable. You know, let down your guard and actually wow. share with them. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what I've been through. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to go through it. But hey, if you need to get burned, by all means, go get burned and then come back and talk to me again <laughs> because you know I've been through it too. And yeah. Then we can sit down and cry together and have ice cream. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's hard, right? To be able to open. To someone so vulnerably, mm. how do you do that? Oh, uh, good question. I like to think that I'm an open book. People can read me easily. That's yes. one. Secondly, I feel like uh, I don't hold back when if anyone asks me any question, I am happy to answer them. I should not hold back because you do not know who's going through what. And even up to today, I'm stuck in a situation or. Um, I feel like I'm alone. I do not know, and I will have you know mentors in my life who are willing to listen and they check in. Hey, what's up? And When they ask that question, it's not just you know being nice. Hey, what's up? How are you? No, they really want to know. And yeah. when I let it all out and I share, and and they listen without judgment and all, and then they start sharing back. Hey, we've been through that as well. It's perfectly fine. You know, they don't invalidate your feelings. They don't wow. discount what you're going through. Yeah. And then you start sharing experiences and life. You know, and yes, I cannot hundred percent understand what you're going through, but 
we had similar stories, we had similar mm. experience, and I mm. could feel your pain to a certain level, and or you understand my frustration to a certain level, and you know, together we can grow. You know, you're not alone. So that it's is so true. That's the power of empathy or wanting to create this connection as yes. well in a relationship, right? Yeah, because I think you know, human, we are social creatures, and yeah. we do want that. We yes. do want that connection exactly as much as we want to try and act tough and all, right? So yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's it. We we just gotta trust that you know, others would be. Sympathetic, or they they would not have bad intentions, and mm. well, good. I remember this book uh, written by this famous composer. Mm-hmm. This is the first time ever I've forgotten the title of the <laughs> book. No worries. But uh, one of the things that he said was, with people that you meet, okay. you give them an A to begin with. Ah, meaning like you know when you meet somebody, mm. maybe they have the best intention in mind. Yeah. Maybe it's not to destroy you or whatever it is that they're mm-hmm. doing, not to dig dirt out of you, but maybe it's because they are trying to understand you. Mm-hmm. Or they're actually good people wanting to do good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was quite a powerful lesson for me when I read that book. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you were mentoring someone or you became, you switched roles from a mentee to a mentor? Do you remember? Wow. I don't remember it through myself, Mm. but I've always been told from an outsider's view. Uh, right, so you weren't even real. You didn't I don't even, even realize, realize that it. you were doing it. Yeah. So what happened is some of my closest and dearest, they they have told me many times like why they feel comfortable coming to me, talking mm. to me. I was like, are you guys not afraid if I turn it around and blackmail you guys with it? I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. Not that I have that yeah. intention, but for your safety. safety, you know, like guys don't just come and blab everything to me, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then then my friend slapped me with an ego check. You know, she was like, no, Ange. That thought has never crossed our mind mm. because we do not see you that way and we trust that you wouldn't. And I said, okay, but what, what makes you then so confident, you know, and, and feel that you can come and share with me? And she said, because you're always so inviting, you're open. So without she, judgment. Yeah, without judgment. Yeah. And they say, you're an open book and we can read you so easily. We'll come sit down with you and then you listen to us. And you never give advice unless we ask for it. Mm. That's where I learned that oh, sometimes people just want to be heard. Mm. And, oh, and, and, that's, that's and nice. I think that was the start, the journey of me being a mentor and being mentoring is that I started realizing that sometimes people just want to be heard. Mm. And um, sometimes they will ask, okay, do you have any advice? And that's where I will talk. If not, then when they're done talking, they're like, all right, we're done. Thank you. Good venting. Then they walk up and I'm like, you're welcome. You know? And I, I, guess that's, that, I guess that's where the start of my mentoring journey is. It started wow. from just listening to my friends mm. and where they just wanted to vent out when no one would listen. Aww. Yeah. You're also known as the mother of dragons, right? Yes, mother of dragons, mother of mentors. Because I remember oh, God. you telling me, you're like, <laughs> oh, mother of dragons. dragons. Where did that come from? Okay, so it's very funny. <clears throat> so, um... Startup Weekend uh, Brunei Creative Tech Edition. Mm. So we had Nina Gali from Popcorn mm. uh, Fest Malaysia. She was one wow. of the guest uh, mentors and judge and this and that. And um, so cute because everyone kept calling me mom, mama, mom, mama, right? And at first she thought that it was an acronym for something, M-O-M. Then we're like, no, 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 they really called me mom. And then she realized that a lot of the mentors that she sees around were once my mentee. And she's like, oh, you're like a mother of mentors. Wow. And I was like, oh, M-O-M, that could be it. <laughs> and it started with that. And then um, Afik, Afik was, he, then he later on tell us that like, he, he linked it to the whole uh, Khaleesi thing for giving yeah, like, yeah. mother of dragons. That kind of, I was so like, cool. I'm like, I don't think my little stars are a dragon. So I'm like, they're so cute. They're unicorns. And then, then he gave us this nugget. He was like, actually, in the startup world, unicorns are what we know, right? When we say, if a startup flies and all, and they're like unique, they're a unicorn. But they say those really 
tough ones, those that actually make it and sell and all, they're actually dragons. They're not just unicorns. Unicorn wow. is just someone unique. But yeah. dragons are like the real players out there. And I was like, oh, then all of a sudden I was like, that makes so much sense. Why they call it dragons then? Oh, you know, because we kept... Me too. Yeah, we kept thinking... I didn't know that. Yeah, we thought dragons were, you know, the investors, you walk into the yeah. dragons den and then they're yeah. going to eat you up. No, that's exactly what it means. You know, in the startup, dragons means those that actually it's go. It's the companies that Yeah, those about. that succeed. Yeah. yeah, those are real dragons. And I'm like, <gasps> wow. So, so with that, you know, it really changed my perspective or stuff and now you know when sometimes I see a startup I'm like do not aim to be a unicorn a unicorn is just it you're aim just a one time dragon. yeah aim to be a dragon that you're out there that you're some mythical legend wow, creature yeah so don't amazing. just be a unicorn yeah. and that's it yeah mm. so you co-founded Startup Weekend oh uh, no so okay so Startup Weekend uh, is a global movement mm-hmm. okay so uh, then they came into Brunei actually through Creative Core mm-hmm. so Creative Core back then was made up of Charlotte Afik mm. uh, Jason Chai who else? There were quite a few of them, mm. Amali and all. But then they themselves, I tell you, they are an amazing bunch. Mm. They themselves then have their own little startups. Oh. So can you imagine you're a startup within a startup yeah. and they are all for the ecosystem? So they came up with other things as well, like um, EICO, Entrepreneur Innovation, you know, where they learn. Then they also have partnered up with other friends like Creativate, which mm. is a chiring. Uh, and then... Um, we have Daniel who does intern. Mm. So unlike other startup weekends around the other cities where we see like certain individuals or organization running it, in Brunei is hundred percent is startup and it's so beautiful because it wow. really is startup helping startups. Wow. So um, we'll always have that's unique, huh? very unique, and mm. I'm so proud of them. I love it. And even when they they pull back all the mentors yeah. or even be it local mentors or facilitators and mentors from outside they put them in, they make sure that they are also from the startup space. Wow. That they themselves are either... Uh, are experiencing it. Yeah, right yeah. they're either startup mentors or they're startup founders or they <clears> work <throat> within the startup ecosystem as wow, well. Amazing. Of course, they are industry experts too. Mm. So Startup Weekend Brunei is oh, really unique compared to any other startup weekends that I've seen. The Miriam one was also quite unique. It's run by a group of students. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, Curtin University. Oh. So they were an entrepreneurship student, a body, you know, oh. and, and they are called the Founders Club. Wow, yeah, so, so they really are pushing wow. founders yeah, yeah. and then they were the one who hosted Startup Weekend Miri together with Tegas. They are like part of like the board for students and entrepreneurship, that kind of thing. So they have that. Whereas Brunei, they do sometimes partner up. Like our startups, they do partner up with Entrepreneur Village and UBD and stuff as mm, well. Mm. But then you can see that no, actually they run it by themselves yeah. 100% as well. Which then also link it to Rice Bowl Award, which yes. was also brought in same thing, Creative Core, oh, wow. EICO. So it's same this group of people. same group of people. That's how <clears> amazing <throat> they are. And I'm just like, guys, it's always going to be, are you guys not burnt <laughs> out? But they've been really good. They have branded themselves now. Wow. That they are, you know, they are no longer just like, yeah, I'm part of this, you know, like this team or I'm part of that. No, now they are, I am me. Wow. And I can sell. And like, like an individual. An individual. Their brand like is themselves. Yeah. yeah, and I'm that just like, amazing. that's amazing. That's so powerful. It is. And empowering. It very. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like how when you sell a product, you think of like, oh, Apple, iPhone, that kind mm. of thing. No, now you see this person, like person A, person A. Like, hey, wow. I did this thing done. Person A. It's like, wow. wow. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> yeah. You've worked so much like with these young budding entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? What's the most important mm-hmm. to grasp right now? So now in general, I think with young entrepreneurs and you know this aspiring change maker, like you say, so we're all within the same age group where we are neither adult nor young teenagers anymore. We are like this in between, right? We are adults. We, we are we are young adults. <laughs> young okay, adults. so we have older adults who so are just like, no, you guys are still kids. And then we have 
kids who are just like, oh, wow, looking up to you, you're grown. <laughs> and we're like, no, we're still trying to figure out life here. <laughs> you know, so, and, and current headspace and all, I think it's very important for us, even myself, I remind myself a daily, is that it's very important to stay grounded. Mm. To, to remember what your cause is and why you're championing these causes. Mm. You know, do not Your stray. why, right? Yeah, your what why. What is your purpose? Yeah, do not stray yeah. away from it no matter what happens. Yes, challenges will come. Yes, doubts will come in. People will tell you things, but you cannot remember why you're doing it. Because I believe that as long as your intentions are pure, mm. you're okay. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what naysayers say. In unprecedented time of COVID right now, the more you got to really stand firm because what happened is COVID really showed us that we human really are social creature. Mm. You know, we really want human interaction. Mm. Yeah. You can have all the Zoom calls you want, but it's not, it's not the, the same. same. We were talking about this the other day, right? Yeah. It is just yeah, it's not, not the, the same. same. And the thing about COVID, this is true, it really affects everyone. Mm. It doesn't matter your age, your race, your, mm. your gender. It affects everyone. The other day at work, I was talking to one of our IP partners in Malaysia mm. and then she mentioned to me, she was like, you know, it's crazy because even though all of them are in Malaysia, yeah. they still have the Zoom call. And we know that everyone's at home, right? So everyone's comfortable, <laughs> chill. So sometimes you don't turn on the yeah. camera. And yet to hear their boss, of all boss, the region, yeah. he went, can you please switch on your camera? Oh. I need to see you guys. It's not, yes, I hear your voice, but it's not the same because when we're at work, I walk into the office, I see your face. Yeah. We take that for granted, that, yeah. that close proximity. So it's I like, can everyone just please turn on your camera? Mm. So everyone turn, it doesn't matter, we don't care what you're wearing, I just want to see you. You know, and I was like, oh, that's oh. quite touching. Right? right? And yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, it's that, so true. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, young people, you know, we really are the future mm. and we really can make a change. And I believe that, you know, the whole thing with COVID and all, Take it in with good faith that, you know, maybe this was the change that we need. Maybe this is the restart, the reboot that we need. Mm. You know, like maybe this is time where we all of a sudden I see a lot of my startups thriving because of digitalization. Yeah. A lot of things can be done. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the adults, you know, quotation marks, they are like, <laughs> wow, okay, wow, these young people, wow, what solutions do you well, have? Yeah. yeah. How right? to adapt, like yeah. come join our world. Now, don't think that, you know, we are always behind our computer screen is a bad thing. No, this is what we can do. And then all of a sudden, there are so many communication channel open. People are yeah. finally willing to listen and work together. Yeah. And I'm like... That's so cool. Right? Yeah. So, yes, stay grounded. Remember again, you see, if your intentions has always been pure, you knew what you wanted to do, your purpose. When the time comes, it's your time to shine. Yeah. What do you think they should be focusing on, like, business-wise business at the wise. moment? Okay, this may be my biased opinion because uh, <laughs> money does not motivate me. Mm. So this is what I always tell a lot of them. I'm like, guys, I get it, money is important, you know, mm. but do not look at money at everything. That's yeah. what I always say. But then, if money motivates you, good for you then. Then use that motivation to do whatever you need to do. Mm. But then you also have to understand you can't just have a motivation with no purpose, yeah. right? Like, yes, I want to earn all the money in the world. Yeah. And then what? So what is your purpose? Or why is that your motivation? Mm. Especially in this time and everyone's diversifying away. Everyone's trying new things. Mm. Businesses are closing down. Mm. You know, like as in big giant companies are closing down. Yeah, I know. Right? So, so what makes you think that your your little business that you're starting up is going to survive? It's going to yeah. survive. You know, like we say, not everyone's a unicorn. Not everyone's definitely not everyone's a dragon. Mm. So really, if money is just your motivation, what is your purpose for it? And uh, sometimes it, it sounds really very privileged to say that because obviously I 
I have a cushion, I have a day job and I work. Mm. So mm. I get to say that, you know. <laughs> but then, but honestly speaking, I have a day job, I, I work for people is because that's exactly it. I do not have an entrepreneur mind. I do not have a business mind like you. In fact, actually, the startups that I mentor and everything, you know, they inspire me more than I would say I inspire them. And when they come and say thank you to me, I'm like, excuse me, thank you. Because really, I have no business mind at all. Yeah. Okay, I cannot do business. I'll turn I was kind of surprised when you told me that. Yeah, I would turn everything into a charity <laughs> and just give everyone everything away. Yeah. I do not know how to do business. So they inspire me, the fact that you could think of something, you know, from an idea and then turn it into a, a product and then selling it and then making money. I'm yeah. like, Oh, good That's job. Amazing. I'm mean, like, I'm gonna just PR that for you. I'll just keep sharing, <laughs> you know, great. Yeah, so, so money, I get it. It's important, but that should not be your main goal. Mm. Yeah, because you can have all the money in the world, and then what you're gonna do, bring it to the grave. What you. should it be then? The cause. Your cause, your purpose. Why? What is the. Because we all know that there are so many issues in the world, yeah. and all of us are Pick coming one. up with solutions yeah. for them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, your, so that should be your cause. Mm. That should be your reason. The purpose of why you created this business or why you have Which this product. Which problem are you yeah, solving? Yeah, you are solving that solution. If you're just going to think of the money, yeah, I'm just going to throw this out there so I'm going to earn the money. Mm. Then I'm sorry, you are part of the problem then. You are creating <laughs> more problems which is given giving opportunity to someone else to come up with a better solution, yeah, yeah, solve your problem and then there, your money, all of a sudden your cash flow stops. Mm. So then you're back to square one again. <laughs> but whereas if you build a solution that actually really keeps helping people and keep growing and you know it that will... people... It will work. It will, it will work. And then people will keep buying work, from you yeah. and then the money will come. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's exactly it. That goes into this question. Yeah. How do you measure impact? Oh. Okay. This right. this is going to sound very cliche again. <laughs> I sound like some, I'm one of those mocking cliche. I really am. Call me old school. There's a reason why it's a cliche. <laughs> it is. Call me old school or whatever it is. Okay. But I think impact is when you see the lives of others mm-hmm. improve and change and grow. Mm. That's how I count impact. So I believe that, I do not know how, if you guys know, um, so Stephen Covey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? So he wrote the book of uh, Seven, Seven Habits, Habits of Highly yes. Successful Teens. Because he, yeah. So his father wrote about adults or people and yeah. he wrote one for teens and all. So um, my, <laughs> I have to give credit to my mom despite everything. So she, <laughs> she got my brother and I his book. Uh-huh. Which one? The, uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Successful, successful. Teens. Oh, teens. Teenagers. Oh, yeah, cool. the one copyright. Wow. Right? And it's beautifully illustrated and all. It's to get us to read it. And um, I wasn't even a teenager then. I was only like nine, eight or nine. Wow. And she was like, here. Because she knows I love to read from young and she doesn't mind. And I go through her books and all. She was like, here you go. Yeah, she bought it for me. And I was so happy reading it. And she was, and I come back and I tell her about it. And it's something that we apply in our life. So one, one lesson that I've learned from that book and I hold dear to today is this. And I told many people, I say, it's not my idea. It's not a secret. Uh, How we view human relationship, Mm. the most simplest way we can do it since people like to talk about money relationships are like bank accounts mm. right yeah. you do something good there's a deposit there's a plus yeah. you do something bad there's a withdrawal, yeah, withdrawal yeah. but then the thing is this, your bank accounts never close mm. even if you meet a stranger and you're never going to meet them again that's fine you know you open that one bank account yeah. you've deposited something in there he may withdraw it and go and deposit it to someone else yeah. and that's exactly how it was and I believe that's how impact is is that every little thing you do like I said earlier on it's one second can yeah. change anything mm. Right, so I measure impact by how much it changes someone else's life or mm. how they grow. And you know, everything. Yes, I get it. It starts with you, and then it starts in your home, your neighborhood, and then your community. Mm. But that's exactly it. impact to me is measured by how much you you've sold into someone else's life, mm. be it good, be it bad, and how it grows from there. Mm. Yeah. So impact is not not discriminative to good or bad. 
Yeah. It's just whatever the results is. Wow. Yeah. Let's say you're a young person who wants to start a business. Mm. Where where should they start? It really depends on what business you're doing. Mm. So obviously, if um, in Brunei, we are really unique. And this is one thing why I love Brunei a lot. And I always tell people, you know, it's perfect for startups and everything. You know, some people just like, but Brunei is so small. Mm. You know, you guys don't do anything. You don't understand. Your market is too small. You can sell. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. But that's the uniqueness of it is that our market is so small. It's the perfect, it's the perfect thing to test out everything, yeah. right? So what if it's saturated? So what? You know, mm. we get honest with that. And that's the other thing as well about Brunei. You know, we are not just strangers. We're neighbors. We're friends. We're family. So you can ask around, we find can... the right mentor. Exactly. And okay. I'm like, test it out here. And then mm. where you want to go? And in Brunei, you are still allowed to have a mom and pop shop. Mm. You don't have to be the high, you know, the, the craze now about, oh, technology, you know, we're the best in there. Why not? Maybe I'll mm. end up supporting my local farmers, you know, grow more banana trees for me. <laughs> hey, help yeah. economy cycle going. Yeah, true. You know, that, that kind of thing. Self-sustainability within the country. And, and I think that is beautiful. So it really depends on what your market is. Mm. If you know that your market is really not targeted for Brunei, then by all means, please target outside. Do as, do as, as you wish. As, as much as you can. Because do not limit yourself. Mm. And you know, and the thing is this, if you're doing so great outside, that you're earning enough, that you will be able to fund some projects that you can do in Brunei to help mm. your country. Even better, right? Even better. Because okay. we're all unique. We have our own stories. Yeah. Like Michelle Obama yes. would always <laughs> highlight how unique we all are, yes. how we all have our own stories. Exactly. That... Exactly, exactly. And you know, the one thing that, something that she shared with us in, in KL back in December that I hold really close to my heart is that she's like, you are enough. Mm-hmm. We all are enough. You know, and that's it. Who, you know, who are you to try to hold grab to everything or grab everything yeah. and you know no you know whatever you have was shared with you Ooh. as well someone took a cloth off their back for you you know yeah. someone gave something up for you so that you have what you have and you should pass that on you can't just hoard everything to yourself no mm. and you know what we have is enough mm. and you know and that's your brand you know i am who i am mm. it's enough yes i will better myself and then my brand would change okay mm-hmm. But right now, be happy with who you yeah, are. Yeah, well. you know, and, and the other thing she shared was this is that you have to plan your joy. Mm. What is the joy that you want? You know, like plan your joy, plan your happiness, you know, set for it. Don't just wait for happiness to come. Isn't that empowering? It because is. Because people always think that happiness is something that comes to you, but actually it's something you can decide to have right yes. now. Yes. It's, it's a choice. It to is be a choice. Made. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to plan happy. joy today. Like, yeah. you know, like, That's I'm right. going to cook lunch today. I'm going to yeah. have my friends over. You yeah. know, this makes me you happy. You decide that. Yeah, and exactly. how empowering and powerful that is. That it's not beyond you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You decide right now. Exactly. Right? You know, people, not everything is circumstances. Not everything is, you know, by mayhaps. mayhaps. By choice. Yeah, right. yeah. Sometimes it's really up to you. Yeah, it is by choice. I was so jealous when you <laughs> told me that. I was like, Oh my god, you got to be in the same room as Michelle Obama! <laughs> oh, she's like the ultimate hero. What was that like to be in the same room with oh, her? Oh, oh. I would have <laughs> cried, seriously. I was grinning year to year. I, I would have cried. Like, I like, oh. oh, okay, so, okay, so, little story. I, I've shared this before on Progressive. I'm going to mm. share it with you again. So, we knew on uh, day three mm. it was going to be Mrs. Obama. And Julia Roberts that was going to sit down and have a talk. And then we knew that uh, Mr. President would come in like towards the last day or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So everything was going on, this and that. And also the, the doors was going to close. So everyone was sitting down, all uniform. We're just waiting. The lights were dimming. We're waiting for you know them to come out to start the plenary session. They were getting on the live camera. And they were like, all right, you guys can go in now. 
and we're like, but you still haven't told us anything. They said, yeah, later, later. Go in. And we got put front row. Wow. We got reserved front row, right in front of the stage. And we were like, uh, <laughs> okay. And we're like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. We're like, uh, are we supposed Because the thing is this, but during the plenary, when they ask Q&A, it is open. They are not biased. Mm. It doesn't mean just because you're in front, you're going to get asked. It's everyone. Anyone hands up, you ask a question, you cannot ask a question. Mm. It doesn't matter. You're front of the room, back of the room, who cares? Right? So I was like, so why are we right in front? What's going on? You know, um, are we supposed to talk about something or is it we're right in front so that it's easier for us later to you know get the groups and go out you know they get a kind of drink so anyway we went home we all just sat down so we all sat down Mrs. Obama came out Julia Roberts came out oh my goodness right in front right this one yeah I was sitting right where you know so when you're talking it's like how I'm looking at you right now you know just at a little bit of distance but when they talk right because obviously they look across the room yeah Yeah, and and obviously they try to look at the whole room but obviously they'll catch your eye contact because you're at the front row so we're just like talking and then I was just like oh my god and then my friends back home they were like because we're right in front so that's where the camera is right they were like yo they keep screenshotting and they're like (laughs) and I'm like okay and um, it was surreal because, you know, when she was talking, talking to the room and all, you know, it felt as if she was talking to me because obviously she was in my, oh. she was in my eye, you I know, my angle. Mom, right? And, and, and at one point, they were joking something about, you know, obviously, because someone asked a question about like, you know, um, about Mr. President, this and that. And she went, oh, because this, I want to kick him out the window. <laughs> and we were all laughing, you know, and then we were joking about, you know, male, female, this and that. Yeah. So we were sitting with, you know, our group, right? We were mixed guy and female. So one of my, one of my uh, leaders uh, from Hawaii, he's really funny, la man. So he was like, yeah, yeah, she's talking about you women. And I was like, then she said something, I'm like, she's talking about you guys. <laughs> you know? And then we had a little banter going on and it got caught. It got caught on, on, on camera and it got, not only caught, it caught their attention because she was like, oh, you mean start a spark, man? We were like, no, we're good, we're behaved. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, and okay, so cool. So, so we were like in awe, right? And okay, they were done, they got off the stage. And we're like, all right, where do we go now? What do we do? We still don't understand what is our role. Yeah. Are we supposed to escort them? What is going on, right? Yeah. And then, no, they rush us off into the bus. We went straight to the community center. And then, then we realized what our role was at the community center. Right. So the 12 of us were placed on the display table in the woodworking section. So we we're supposed to help this underprivileged school with bookshelf, table, mm. chairs, mm. you know, for the kids and everything. So we were placed at the table where we were the one that uh, we got trained beforehand. How like, but most of us have DIY experience, so we knew what to do. Okay, so how we're we gonna build it? This is what we need to do, so that you know when the friends of the foundation come and visit, like uh, like Mr. Tony Fernandez and this and that, mm. or even if Mrs. Obama, Julia Roberts, or anyone else that were there. They, they came to visit, you know, we can help them and show them what is being done and that as well. So I was like, ah, okay, okay, now we know why we were selected, right? So we're like, okay, cool, cool, whatever. So we were going ahead, getting our chairs and everything done, you know, this and that. Lo and behold, Mr. President walked in. What? We were, we were like, oh, he's here already? Because <laughs> what happened was like, they didn't fly in together. That's Mrs. Obama. Amazing. They flew so Yeah, so Mrs. Obama, Julia Roberts, and uh, Lana Condor came wow. in from Vietnam because yes, they were yes. there for Girl Alliance. Yeah, they were doing the girl thing. Correct. I watched Where, that one. Yeah, whereas Mr. Obama was coming from, Mr. President came from another event. So we didn't know he was already in town. <laughs> we, were, we were like, oh my God. Right? So we were just doing our thing and lo and behold, here comes. And we were like, oh, Mr. President. Oh, yeah, oh. and we were like, and, and that's when, you know, we got to interact with him and Mrs. Oh. Obama and, and they, they are so... 
you know, down to earth. And they were like, just, yeah, you know, building things with us, getting their hands on it, asking us, how do you feel like? You I know, am how so jealous yeah. right now. <laughs> I feel sick. Like, just listening to this. Because I was, okay, I was super chill. It's crazy, right? I was there, and he came about. So I was just like, Mr. Spencer, and I was just like, hi. And he was like, hello, hi. And I was like, hi, I'm Angie. I'm from Brunei. And he was like, what do you do? And No, actually he did. He said, what are you doing? And I was like, um, building a chair. <laughs> he was like, no, I mean, what you do? I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. You monkey. No, I mean, he asked me, so what are you doing? I'm building a chair. I'm literally You're building, building a, chair. a chair right now, sir. Can't you see that, sir? <laughs> and he was like, no, I said, oh, I was like, uh, I'm a, I said, I'm a legal executive by day, you know, but I'm an ecosystem builder as well on the side. I work with startups and all. And he was like, oh, interesting. He was like, Brunei. And I was like, yeah, Brunei. And then he was like, nice, nice. So how many of you are here? I was like, oh, Brunei is just me and Amy, just two of us. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, is she also an ecosystem builder? I said, yeah, she is as well, but she's in the stand. Wow, awesome. <laughs> you know, and then while he was doing all this, you know, Michelle Obama, you know, she was going around talking the same thing. And she was, they were also drilling things. They were also building stuff. Oh, I cannot imagine. And, and they, they, were, they were there. Their hands were dirty as well. They were just down. And, wow. and they were so down to earth. And I think for me, why I feel like, you know, and I think this is where we're blessed in Brunei, that, you know, mm. I feel that I, I wasn't as starstruck in it because we have His Majesty who just walks among us. Mm. You know, like, it's crazy that he's the only one with cars that's not tinted, <laughs> where everyone is, you know, and he's the one that he comes down, you, you see him, you know, when he comes to the Padang and this and that, and you can actually salam him, like his yeah. bodyguard will stop him. And you can talk to him. And you can talk to him. Yeah. And that was exactly the same. Like, everyone was so starstruck because why? His bodyguards were like steps behind him and he was here holding out his hand and everyone was just like, oh my God. And to me, I'm just like, yo, yeah. you know, my majesty does Amazing. that too. Yeah. And then it's Amazing. crazy. And and they, they are just as human and just humble and, it's true because we've asked, we, so we've met them not only during the live plenary where people got to watch, but we got to see them behind closed doors with us as well. Mm. And they've come in and sat down with us and you can ask them any questions straight up. Amazing. No filter. Because the thing is this, they will know what question we're going to be asking, right? Yeah. They don't filter it. One of our team Malaysia just straight up asked Mr. President, <clears throat> when was the last time you got your ego check, sir? <laughs> he was like, oh, I tell you, we were clapping, we were so happy. And he was like, Ooh, did you guys not just hear what Michelle said yesterday? She wanted to throw me off the window. So yeah, 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 I got my ego check. <laughs> wow, that is so brave. Amazing. Exactly. That and and so it was cool. such and then you come to realize that they they are just human. And you know, and, and they really care. And they really care. Mm. And 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 you know, and if you listen to oh. Michelle Obama's podcast that oh, she's been sharing, her, right? Yeah. Same thing, this whole self-branding thing, she'll tell you she got thrown into it. And she had no choice but to build this self-brand. And you'll be what? You know, not only just being the first lady, mm -hmm. but to be a wife, mm -hmm. to be a mother, mm -hmm. and, you know, and yet still to be a daughter to her community that she serves, mm -hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing. And Wow, what was, was that the most exciting part of the Obama leaders thing? Okay, yeah, it's great seeing them, sure, they were some highlights, <laughs> but no, no, no. That no. wasn't. That wasn't. So what was the most exciting The most part? exciting thing. And, you know, it's one thing to be in the same room with 199 other like-minded people. <gasps> Goosebumps be, again. Just as passionate, you know, and willing to grow and learn oh. from one. Everyone's humble enough to admit their mistakes. You know, sometimes I feel like, am I, you know, expecting too much? Am I, you know, trying to make myself feel great? You know, everyone has imposter syndrome. And this other thing, if this is what I got from Mrs. Obama, mm. this is what I got from Mr. President and what I got from the rest of the leaders, you know, is one thing is this, hey, 
if you really you know want to do what you want to do go back to your community do it you know no matter how small it is go work with one another you know learn from one another and that's about it because a lot of time people ask me and why did you come back to brunei why are you doing here in brunei yeah. you know this and that i was like that's so you don't true. understand this is home yeah. this is where of course i want it to be better here you yeah. know and, and and to get that validation you know to hear and understand this exactly what they are doing too as oh. well and i'm like Yay! I'm not alone. It is. You know, I'm on the right track. You know, I don't care what you say. Obama say so, man. Thanks, wow. Obama. You know, being part of these APAC leaders yeah. has really grown my network. Mm-hmm. Like, I have like 199 other people in like 20 other countries to reach out to mm-hmm. at any time. And when I say any time, I mean it. We have like almost eight different group chats now for different causes that we want to that be in. Awesome. And and I tell you, the whole COVID thing. Really, really, it really goes to show. I mean, like twenty twenty, what a time to be alive! Yeah. Sure, all of us had like we have plans for twenty twenty, and then yeah. COVID happened. Yeah, didn't deter any of us. We all went on doing what we to wanted to do. Do it makes me feel so warm. <laughs> but you have that as well. You have your fellowships and your programs too. Yeah. In fact, we have some that cross over. Yeah, I know. Some isn't friends. it amazing? It's like wow, we have friends who are really well known. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they actually go quite a lot of places. I feel so, sometimes I feel really small around them. I'm like, oh, I know. You guys I still, so- I still feel like that, like a bit. What have I done? Like, exactly. Oh God, I've done nothing. How have I been graced <laughs> with your presence? Why are you guys my friends? Why do I even have your number? I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Crazy. If you could go back in time mm. to your younger self, what would your advice be? My younger self? Yeah. Oh, don't overthink. I mean, I still do it now. But, you know, <laughs> take more chances. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I don't regret it. But really, there were many times when I was younger, that I hesitated like a 50-year-old, like an older person that has so much life experience, I hesitated. Oh. Compared to now, I'm more reckless now. I don't hesitate now. Mm. And so, yes, yeah, so if I could, you know, wind back time and we, we start everything again, you know, I would I would have then not think too much. Just langgar saja and just go ahead with it. Whatever that you felt was the right yeah. thing to do. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, thank you so much, Angie. Thank you for having me, Fee.